USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to Money Wise with the Money Guys. This is a special hour for us. Thank you for making us part of your Sunday morning every week. We know a lot of people listen to the show, and we talk to a lot of people who look forward to it, which is exciting for us as well. I'd like to begin this morning by, first of all, acknowledging and saying good morning to attorney Michael Coleman. Good, good morning, morning, Mike. Good morning. And... Um, I won't go into anything personal today, Mike, I, I promise. Thank you for that. <laughs> By that, it just leaves it open to being very vague and wondering if he's, you know, undergoing some type of transformational surgery or something. I mean, what No, he's had a birthday recently. Yeah. That's his birthday. I don't think that's relevant. <laughs> but people don't like to talk about birthdays much anymore. So, and welcome to Peter Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. You have very... Uh, good timber this morning. I do have good timber, but not as good as you, Pete. You have terrific timber. Oh, you mean my, my voice, you mean? Yes. Peter, I, I have to say that I, I really think it's exciting that it looks like you've actually trimmed your beard. I've trimmed it, yes. You've trimmed it. <laughs> I thought you were never going to talk about it again. I no, mean, but it's, it's smaller so... now, so I can talk about it. It looks, it looks more masculine or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. You don't have a beard, Mike. I don't. <laughs> I can't grow a beard. No. So okay. be glad you don't have one, Mike, because that's all he would ever talk about every show. <laughs> no. Well, today we're going to talk about something interesting, and we have a very important question for you. When it comes to the way you have invested your retirement savings, how much money do you have at risk, and is it appropriate for your circumstances? So today we're going to talk a little bit about um, providing techniques to you for balancing risk and rewards of investing. And we're going to tell you about four risk-free ways of getting more money from your retirement assets. So if you have anything put aside for retirement, whether it's an IRA or 401k or a 403b or some kind of a company plan, or you're just doing it on your own, you're planning to have funds for retirement, how are you invested? Is it safe? Are you conservative? Do you like taking risks? And I know, Pete, one of the things that you do sometimes is called a Morning Star Analysis. Could you explain briefly what that is and what it means? Uh, it's a whole bunch of gobbledygook that I usually only, um, you know, go over a few important factors. It's basically somebody's retirement account uh, that is in the market, a brokerage account, and uh, it goes over so many bits of information. It's sort of overwhelming, which is why I just give them, you know, the gist of it, which is how it's performing. Um, based on the S&P 500 as a benchmark, okay. uh, what kind of uh, bonds they might have in their portfolio, what kind of rating they might have, uh, where their securities lie, whether they're you know, 90% U.S. mutual funds or stocks uh, or you know, 20% uh, European stocks or bonds. Um, so it really goes into a lot of detail. It also explains... Uh, if another financial crisis were to happen, which was the period of time 2008 into 2009, uh, how much you would stand to lose? That's part of the Morningstar report, which is a stress test. It shows how, what you know your portfolio would do if we had another really big bear market or a really big bull market. So basically, this is a computer analysis that's done, isn't it? It's done. It's it's not something that is my opinion. It's fact. And you've got a, a very good company that you work with. And you give them all the information about where somebody has their investments right now, whether it's stocks, bonds, mutual funds, or cash accounts. And it can do an analysis. And essentially what it does in simple terms, it tells you how much you are at risk if we had another major market crash like we've had in the past. Right. And it shows the best um, three months versus the best, uh, the worst three months. It shows the best 
you know, three-year period versus the worst three-year period and so on. And it, it goes into a lot of detail depending on how much, uh, you know, somebody sitting across from me actually wants to get into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, for example, uh, the question we want to put out to our audience today is, if you have investment kinds of assets, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, cash, have you ever had your retirement portfolio stress tested to see how a market loss might impact your present or your future retirement? That's a really important question, isn't it? It is, and and not many people have heard of a Morningstar report or had one done on their portfolio. And uh, most people, I would say a good 75% at least, are really surprised um, either in a good way or in a bad way about what their portfolio is doing. Even people who are, say, savvy in the market and think they know what they're doing about investments, they don't know what their risks are necessarily. Right. Now, does it cost any money to have somebody come in and have their portfolio stress tested, Pete? No, nope, it never costs any money for any of that to be done. And I guess um, there's really two very, very significant things that we ought to talk about when we're talking about retirement planning, retirement protection. One is to make sure that your money is gonna last and also that you're not gonna lose any money, you've invested it uh, safely and as risk-free as possible. And the other question, which is uh, equally as important, is how many people have done proper estate planning documents to make sure they have a recent and current will or trust in place and all the other documents that go with that? And I know, Mike, you see people all the time, mm-hmm. and I do as well, and you'll ask them, well, have you done any kind of an estate plan? Have you done a trust? Have you done a will? Have you done other related documents? And many, many people have not. Yeah, true. A lot of the people that come into my office haven't done any sort of an estate plan. And when I meet with people, I can go over assets and situations and decide what's best for them based Mm -hmm. on their needs. Okay. So sometimes you might look at the size of somebody's assets. Do Mm -hmm. they have a house? How much do they have in investment assets or retirement assets? And based upon the size of the portfolio uh, and their total net worth, you might make a decision to recommend either a will or a trust. I would recommend one or the other, yeah. Uh, If they have a larger estate, a trust may be appropriate. Um, If not, you know, depending on what they need, maybe a will would be appropriate. It really is an individual situation, so... Uh, you have to sit down with people and talk to them, you know, for a while and look at their assets and look at what their goals are and then decide, you know, what the best documents are for them. And then, Pete, you and I do the same thing on the financial side because we want to see what somebody's income is on a regular basis versus what are their budget needs. So we like to do a budget with clients. That's just as important for planning. If you don't know what you're spending and you don't know what your needs are, then you don't know how it can match up against your income. Well, a budget and an income plan is absolutely key to, um, you know, it's, it's really the first steps in terms of planning for uh, your retirement, and that's something that we begin with whenever we meet with somebody new. I'm going to throw one more little thing in there, which is also important, and it's one of my favorite subjects, and that's the subject of tax planning. Because most people don't even think about tax planning, and once in a while we'll see somebody that, as a taxable estate, um, if you're single, it can be if you have more than a million dollars. If you're married, it can be if you have more than $2 million in Massachusetts. Um, those are the Massachusetts estate tax exemption amounts, right, mm-hmm. Mike? Yeah, we can do trusts to help with estate taxes. Yeah. But I wonder how many people ever think about the tax impact of what they have and the fact that you may have some really good assets in IRA accounts or retirement accounts. But you're going to pay income taxes on that when that money is withdrawn or somebody will be paying income taxes after you die. Mm -hmm. That's one of the big things that we do here is tax planning. And one of the things that I like to discuss from time to time, it really is an individual um, situation. It depends on the person. But um, I like Roth IRAs. I like traditional IRAs. Anything, you know, that you're doing to save for your retirement is excellent. Um, However... Roth IRAs have become very, very popular lately and uh, not necessarily for the reason that people think 
or, or it's really not as good as what most people will think I should say. And the reason is because when you're contributing to your IRA or your Roth IRA, you're typically going to be in a higher tax bracket. You're earning money and you can um, get a tax deduction for your IRA contributions. For traditional IRAs. For traditional IRAs. Um, for a Roth IRAs, which have again become very popular, when you're taking those distributions, you're most likely going to be retired and in a much lower tax bracket. So the benefit isn't going to be quite as large as people are maybe thinking when they're contributing. Well, the other thing I tell people sometimes is a lot of people think that a Roth IRA is a magic bullet. And gosh, I should put more money in a Roth IRA because when I take money out later, if it's been there for five years, I don't have to pay income taxes on it. But as Peter just said, you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. So maybe it's not that important to you. I like to think of a Roth IRA as being more useful if somebody really isn't going to need the money at all and they want to leave money to their children. Yeah, absolutely. And what I tell people is if you're able to contribute and max you know, out your contributions to both, uh, do it. It's really not a huge amount you know, to contribute your but max contribution to each every year. But it's one of the things that we can go through with you um, if you come into the office. There's a gentleman named David Cameron who once said, for me, there is no greater sunshine in politics or in life than to have a job, security for your family, a good school place where you know your child is going, and the sense that if I put in, there will be a decent, secure retirement at the end of it all. That's sort of like the American dream. Um, we want to get more focused on our topic today, which is going to be talking about how do you measure risk versus reward when you're investing your money, and particularly your retirement money. So in just a moment, we're going to take a short break and come right back, and we want to talk about some more specific information about making sure your estate plan is in order, but just as importantly, make sure your investments are in order, because if it's not you could end up losing more money in your retirement accounts. We'll be right back after a short break. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508 508- 998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to MoneyWise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our MoneyWise show. And today we're talking about retirement accounts and things you need to do for retirement and how do you balance risk versus reward? So Mike, let me talk quickly for a minute about doing planning documents. We've talked about you might wanna have a will or you might wanna have a trust, but there's some other documents that you typically put together for clients as well that are just as important. We could do um, powers of attorney if someone needs them, a, a durable power of attorney for naming someone to act as a, an agent or an attorney in fact to pay bills and healthcare proxies as well to name. Go ahead. Okay, so a quick question about uh, powers of attorney. It's called a durable power of attorney. Yeah. Um, I know there was a law in Massachusetts not terribly long ago that said that if you've done one after this certain date, then it can no longer be challenged because it's too old. The Massachusetts Uniform Probate Code um, was, I think, put into place in 2008, maybe. Sounds um, about right. Yeah. So that refers to durable powers of attorney. It also says that if you have a durable power of attorney from before that date, it's not going to be invalid. Um, so if you have done one, it may be a good idea to just come in and look at it to make sure that the agents named in the power of attorney are still the people that you want to be acting on your behalf. So basically, it ought to be reviewed if it's old. Right. And perhaps it ought to be redone. Sometimes people name agents um, and then things change over time. If maybe a child was named initially and they've passed away, which has happened before, 
or maybe a child was young and you named a sibling as an agent and now you want to name a child so things change over time so those documents should be reviewed um, we tell people to come in every three to five years or so to look at their documents to make sure that nothing's changed and you don't charge for that right right and what's what you're talking about um when you're saying to make sure that nothing has changed in that three to five year window, it's not just what has changed with regards to possible changes in the law, um, but also changes in your life. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people get divorced, people pass away, uh, things happen. Maybe mm -hmm. you've had a falling out with somebody in your family and you no longer want to have them as a trustee or as a beneficiary. So there's all kinds of reasons why you should meet every three to five years. And then the only other thing I'll mention right now, because I know I can get long-winded, Dad. Really? Is, Mike, you talked about in the first part of the show that every time you meet with someone, you'll discuss whether they should be looking at uh, simple docs, which is you know your will and your health care documents and your power of attorney, or possibly an estate plan, depending on the size of the estate or the situation. But one thing that everybody should have who's listening is at least the simple docs, get your will, get your healthcare docs in, in order, uh, and also have at least you know, a $20,000 final expense insurance um, plan in place. Those two things are so key to making your beneficiaries' lives easier when you're gone. Well, if you give Mike a call, Attorney Michael Coleman or Attorney Tenny Lance, you can call him at 508-998-8800. Um, the, I, I know you don't charge for an initial appointment. Unless it's related to Medicaid, um, in which case we do charge. Okay, so, so somebody is maybe uh, thinking about going into a nursing home or has mm -hmm. a family member who might need to go to a nursing home. Right. Then you charge a fee for that particular We don't charge meeting. for coming in and sitting down and talking about estate planning. If you have other needs, um, there may be a charge, but generally it's a free appointment. Okay. And you can just call and, and yeah. explain what you're looking to talk about, and most likely Shannon will be the one to talk to you, and she'll let you know whether it's a free consultation or not. Mm -hmm. It's always amazed me to know that only 25% of our population has even bothered to do a will, mm. let alone a trust. People but, don't want to talk about it. They don't like talking about their own deaths. Oh, the superstition. <laughs> well, do you think you're going to live forever? No, nobody is. Well, w there's a very good chart that the law firm has, and it's called Wills versus Trust. And on one side, it tells you uh, things about wills, and the other side, it tells you things about trust. And uh, just really quickly, um, a will, one of the drawbacks of a will is it does become a public document later. Um, yeah. And a trust always remains a private document. If you do a probate, you have to file the will with the court if there's a will. And then anyone can go into the probate court and look at the will. Yeah. So they'll know who your beneficiaries are and how much they receive from the estate, who's in charge, and then they can file a claim against the estate as yeah. well if they want to. So once upon a time in the past, I know attorney Tenny Lance found out that Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis had filed her will in Rhode Island, and she wrote to the Rhode Island court, and she has a copy of that will. Hmm. It's a public document. And, you know, we have talked about this many times over the past almost nine years that we've been doing the show, uh, but what are some of the negatives for uh, going through probate, Mike? Well, right now the main negative is that the courts are behind and so filing anything with the probate court is just going to take a very long time to get through the um, probate process. Basically, once you file with the court, you have to wait for the court to approve everything that you filed. So you're waiting for a clerk at the court to get to your file and look it over and basically approve what you've done. Um, some courts are better than others. Right now, Bristol is pretty good, but we have cases up in Suffolk County as well and they just are not doing anything, it seems like. So mm. if you can um, avoid probate, it's definitely something that you want to do. And before the courts really got backed up, it still could take a year or more. Yeah. Um, and so now you're talking about an even lengthier time. Right. Uh, as well as my father just saying that, you know, it's public. Anyone can go ahead and see what's going on in your estate. Mm -hmm. And then you've got beneficiaries who are fighting amongst each other uh, if you don't have a will. Uh, mm -hmm. or an estate plan even better. And uh, they might be having you know, a, a falling out that will never be 
uh, fixed and they may, you know, you see siblings who might never be friendly with each other again. And we've seen that happen. You can't help that, unfortunately. No. A trust. A trust can sometimes avoid that. And I know you have no contest clauses in trusts Mm -hmm. and wills as well. Right, right. But the point is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that um, if you get in touch with uh, the law firm and uh, ask for Mike or Tanny or just say you'd like to get a copy of this wills versus trust chart, they'd be happy to give that to you, Mm -hmm. as well as a lot of other publications that you have. Um, And it doesn't cost anything. So... um, there's some very specific things that you need to look at when we're talking about how do you measure risk versus reward. Uh, Peter mentioned, for example, getting the Morningstar analysis if you have those kinds of investments. I think everyone should get one if they haven't already. Very few have that I've seen. And again, the reason for that is you get a very clear picture about how your portfolio is performing based uh, you know, looking against the uh, S&P 500 as a benchmark. Right. And maybe if you don't want to do anything with us, that's fine. We're at very low pressure. We don't, you know, pressure anyone to do anything. But maybe you can take a look at something in black and white, although I print it in color, and uh, say, well, gee, I might want to make some changes to my portfolio. Well, Pete can help you develop a retirement income and investment plan, and that can help you better manage retirement risk. It's It's very simple. Give him a call at 508-998-8858. Or if you want a second opinion, just make a call and come on in. But um, what you don't want to do in retirement, I guess most importantly, Pete, is you don't want to lose money. Because now you're older, maybe you're no longer working, you're in retirement, and you're not going to have the time, perhaps, to recover the losses if the market takes a downturn. That's the biggest thing is that it you know, typically takes 10 years to recover your losses, uh, you know, especially from a big market correction. And if you're retired and you're not going to be contributing anymore to your, you know, your nest egg, then it really makes sense to take a lot of the risk off the table. Well, did you ever hear the story of Goldilocks and the three bears? Did I read that to you when you were a kid, Pete? I don't remember. You don't remember? Did you ever read it to your kids? No. No. Oh. Well, you're going to need to go back and read Goldilocks and the Three Bears fairy tales. I read a lot to my kids, but never that one. So the bears were not home at the time that Goldilocks went and invited herself in to the bear's home. But she took the liberty to sample all three bowls of porridge. One was too hot, one was too cold, but the third one was just right. So your retirement portfolio is, is sort of like one of these three bowls of porridge. If it's too hot, you've got too much at risk, and if the market crashed again, it could destroy your retirement security. And if it's too cold, that means that you have a lot of lazy money, which is you're not making enough. You're losing money, especially with the rate of inflation right now. Right, and if it's just right because you're balanced the way you ought to be balanced. So read Goldilocks and the Three Bears, Pete. I'm going to have to give you that as a Christmas gift, I think. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, I never thought that somebody's retirement portfolio could be you know, translated to Goldilocks and the Three Bears, so thanks for that. Well, but there's one more ball of porridge that they never talked about with Goldilocks, and that's the tax bowl. Mm. Because if you end up having to pay estate taxes, you're making a bequest or a gift to your favorite state government, mm-hmm. and nobody needs to do that. So we'll help you with all that. So what else can we talk about, Pete? Uh, you sometimes can have assets invested in things that are uh, principal guaranteed, so you're not going to risk losing principal. Yeah, and again, it's it's a case-by-case situation. Everybody's different. I've given Morningstar reports to some people and showed them that they're really fairly high risk um, if anything kind of you know happened with the market again. And they say, I'm comfortable with that. And I'll that's okay. I'll say okay. If, you know, if that's, that's your, your choice. choice. Then that's your choice. Uh, and there's other people that it's a real eye opener, and they you know agree that they want to get more conservative and take the risk off the table and make sure that they are principle protected. Well, George Burns once said, "You can't help getting older, but you don't have to get old." That's sort of how I feel. I keep thinking I'm going back to my childhood. What do you think, Pete? You should go back to your childhood. Okay. So, never mind, I won't go there. Well, it's safe to say that the market certainly goes in cycles, and there are periods when you can make money in the stock market, and then 
suddenly, just very unexpectedly, the market can take a real quick downturn. Mm -hmm. And people don't have a chance to react to that sometimes. That happened in 2008 and 2009. And we had clients that were not working with us at the time, but had taken a 50% hit, as much as a 50% hit in the market. Well, you can't react to the market. If the market takes a huge you know, turn for the worse, it doesn't make any sense to then sell everything and, and move on. You should do it, you know, well, the market is doing okay. Um, unless you do have time to, um, you know, have those returns back again after a 10-year period or so. Hmm. Pete, you're a dog lover. So here's a quote from Franklin Jones. Scratch a dog and you'll find a permanent job. That's true, isn't it? Dogs like to be scratched. Yep. I like to be scratched. But... We're going to take a short break and come right back and talk a little bit more about risk versus reward. Stay tuned. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508 998 8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're here with Peter Lance, and we're also here with attorney Mike Coleman. And Mike, it's good to see you here. Good morning. And it's good for all of us once a year to celebrate birthdays and, and important dates like that. Um, um, so here's uh, something about mentoring. A gentleman named Mike May said, the fun thing about getting older is finding younger people to mentor. I've always liked that. I've always liked giving advice to people whether they ask for it or not. Do you do that, Pete? And sometimes whether it's good advice or not, huh? No, no, I only give good advice. <laughs> and uh, anyway, um, I've always been an admirer of uh, Albert Einstein. And he once said, life is like riding a bicycle to keep your balance you must keep moving unless you have training wheels mm. i suppose no nope, that's true you got to keep moving no matter what well einstein did something also um he said he didn't invent it but he sort of codified and wrote down um a rule of 72 which tells you how long it takes to have you double your money so for example if you made about, I think it's 7.2% return on your money, your money will double in 10 years. Right. Mm. And we have a chart that shows people that. And the scary thing about that, that's a really interesting chart to see too, because if you were getting a half a percent interest in a bank, for example, it takes like 144 years to double your money at that rate. Yeah, and again, especially with inflation the way that it is now, it's going to take a lot longer than that. So we live in a difficult time with inflation, um, and the economy still isn't back where it needs to be yet. Um, and we need to focus on making sure that you protect your principal and you don't risk it. And that means doing a risk risk analysis. And you know, when I sit down with people, I just have an open discussion with them. Um, I do have a, a test. It's called a riskalyze test, and some people want to do that, and it basically you know, spits out a number at the end of this test and I can send it to them and they can do it on their own time or they can do it with me, at, you know, at a, a meeting here at the office. Um, and that sets a, de a very defined risk score. And then I can say, okay, well, here's where you're at and your beliefs and where you should be. And here's where you are. You're either too conservative or you're too aggressive and we need to tweak something. Uh, the people who don't want to actually go through and have the risk alize test, uh, which only takes about 10 minutes to do. But uh, most people just want to have a conversation. And I, I ask them, you know, where are you in terms of your, your uh, conservative versus aggressive nature? Are you more in the middle? Are you more wanting to risk some money and, and potentially have higher gains? Um, or are you someone who really wants to be very conservative and uh, maybe not keep up with what's going on in the market? but um, have really no potential for loss. Well, um, Tony Robbins, who's a well-known goal-setting person in this country, said setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. If you don't make a plan, if you don't do something, 
if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always gotten. You've heard that expression before. Is that Dr. Seuss? That sounds no, that like was, a Dr. Seuss. <laughs> no, that was Ray Lance. I don't okay. know who said it. But anyway, um, you want to make sure that you can um, make money. You want to make sure that your principal is protected because uh, the investment market goes in cycles. And it happens sometimes very unexpectedly. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. One of the uh, quotes that I like, I'm just reading over your shoulder here. I like that one a lot because that's... that's, a, that's oh, a good Einstein? Quote. Yeah. Well, you can read it. A person who never made a mistake never tried anything new. That's Einstein. Yep. Hmm. But I think a lot of people uh, don't have any ideas of what they're doing and in investments. I've, I find that when I see people for the first time, only about 5% of the people that I see really have any good idea what their investments are doing. Mm. Everybody is confused, they're puzzled. Sometimes they look at their investment statements and they don't have any idea at all uh, what they're paying for fees. And uh, if you don't know what you're paying for fees, you're not making as much money as you could perhaps. Well, that's very true for almost every single person that comes into the office. They feel, and, and many of them open up to us, uh, and say, we didn't want to come in because we are embarrassed. We don't know what's going on. We don't really know what we have or don't, don't really understand it. Um, and that's really not a position that you should be putting yourself in because that's almost everyone that comes into our office. It's not your job to know. Most people, they just get a statement, they look at it, and they file it away somewhere, and that's it. They forget about it. So it's not your job to understand and the companies that most people are in make it very difficult for even sometimes the financial advisor to look at and really understand the return. And you sometimes have to really get into some calculations to say, okay, here's what your true rate of return is. They, they you know, do it on purpose to make it difficult for people to understand what's really happening with their money so they don't uh, go to move it from the company. Well, you know, the degree that you can expect to earn money and be rewarded from some financial instrument that you're in is directly linked to the degree of volatility and risk. And so if you don't understand what the risk factor is in that instrument, then you could be in for a bad surprise at some point in time. You know, I, I see uh, a lot of people, and we're going to talk in just a very general way, who think, well, I'm going to have my money in bonds because bonds are safe and the principles protected and so forth. And the short answer to that is not necessarily. Uh, bond rates are uh, particularly low right now, uh, including treasury bonds. And yet, if the rates start to go up again and you're holding onto bonds that have a lower return, a lower investment rate, then the value of your bond has just gone down in value because somebody can go out and buy a bond that's making a higher rate of interest. And so your bond at a lower rate of interest is not as valuable as you once thought. And if you want to sell it, you're going to sell it at a discount. So bond investing has got to be done with care, and it can be part of a portfolio. But you need to be very careful about just assuming that automatically if it's a bond, it's safe. Exactly. And I mentioned something earlier about, you know, if, if you're younger and you have time to catch up, then it really especially does not make sense to sell or move um, shares of stock or mutual funds or ETFs when the market takes a big downturn. Just wait and let it recover. Uh, if you're older, that might be a different story depending on your, again, it's, a, it's an individual situation. But I had a very young client in the other day, opened up a, a brokerage account for him. And uh, he said, now what happens if the market goes down? Do I just call you and, and have you sell everything and, and you know move it into something else? And I said, no, 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 no. I mean, he's, he's like 25 years old. So uh, you, you really can't time the market. Don't try to time the market. You're going to lose every time. Well, that brings up a really good question, which is what is your investment objective? If you don't know what your objective is, is it to make sure you don't lose money? Then you need to be invested more conservatively. Uh, if you have more time to invest before you retire, then maybe you're willing to take more risks. If you're already retired, you probably don't want to take any risks because you don't want to lose what you've accumulated. Right. And I would say, again, the majority of the people that I sit down with, uh, they have, you know, a middle of the road type of approach. Uh, once I get into having some questions and discussion with them um, with regards to their risk, very few people 
um, you know, are very aggressive, especially as they get older. I've mentioned this before, but I had one client who came in and the bulk of his retirement assets was, was uh, just under $1 million in UPS stock. And I told him, I said, you really need to diversify at in the very least. In just one investment, huh? Yeah, and he was well into his retirement. Well, that can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. But they need clients need to know that there's a risk involved in doing something like that. You know, Rodney Dangerfield once said, I haven't spoken to my wife in years. I didn't want to interrupt her. What do you think, Pete? Do you have We've that problem? have used that one before. Have I used that one before? Okay, and then I'll try to not to ever use that Rodney Dangerfield joke again. How about Fran Leibowitz once said, you're only as good as your last haircut. That's a weird one. That's a weird one. Uh, well, all right, we'll move on then. I'll give you something different to think about. So there is a link between risk and reward. Um, if you want a higher reward, then you have to take on more risk. On the other hand, if you don't know what your risk factor is, then how do you make that decision in the first place? The other thing you can do is you can put money aside for some kind of a longer term. Um, CD rates are paying very poorly right now, but if you had a longer term CD, it's gonna pay a little bit more. CD I, rates have been atrocious uh, for God, at least two years now. And even before then, there were nothing to write home about. I mean, I think I saw the other day a five-year CD was like 1.8% or something. I forgot the exact, but I mean, it's ridiculous. Tie your money up for five years to have a 1.8 return when inflation's 6% basically right now. And then if the rates go up in CDs, and eventually they will perhaps, um, then you've got a lower paying CD. So generally with rates as low as they are, you don't want to be in a long term for a CD, do you, Pete? No, um, I don't like CDs at all really unless you're just looking to park your money for a very short time, um, possibly earn a little bit, although right now you're not gonna earn anything, so it doesn't make any sense. Um, CDs right now, I wouldn't do anything with the CD, long-term or short-term. If you're looking to just park some money, as I've got clients from time to time, they maybe sell an investment and they're looking to you know, flip a house and they wanna have some cash to be able to put down on flipping a house, they might park it short-term in, in, in a CD or something, but nowadays it doesn't make sense to even do that. Well, then you'll have to pay a small charge when you take it out of the CD, if you want to take the money out sooner to invest in something else. And by the way, sometimes that really works. We can do a side-by-side -side analysis showing how much money you're going to make over one year or two years or five years in your CD versus how much money you would make in a different kind of investment. And then you can see in black and white, maybe you are better off cashing out the CD sometimes. But we've got a lot of particular information we can share with you. Give a call to Pete or to Ray at 508-998-8858. We're going to take another short break and come right back, and we're going to talk about a few tax issues and a few more legal issues. Stay tuned. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back again to the last portion of our MoneyWise show for today. We're talking about risk versus reward. So, Mike, think about risk versus reward, not so much in the investment point of view, but think about it in the point of view of wills versus trust. Mm -hmm. If you don't have any documents at all, if you don't have a will and you don't have a trust, mm. that means you're going to die and you're now intestate. Right. So that means the government has a plan for you. I think you'll die either way. Um, probably but. true. I like that. I'm going to use that yeah. as a quotation. You're going to die either way. <laughs> if you don't have a will, yeah, you're dying intestate, and then you don't have any control over who's in charge of the estate or who your beneficiaries are. Because, so. because the court's going to appoint somebody to handle your estate. Well, I, anyone could request to be appointed. 
and then the court will look at the law to determine who's best. Mm -hmm. I honestly yeah. think that most people who haven't planned do think that, well, gee, if I go and get my will or estate plan in place, then I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's the opposite is, you know, most people come in and they get it done and they have such a wave of relief and they say, gosh, mm -hmm. I'm glad I finally got this done. But, you know, as you just said, everybody's going to die. Nobody's going to make it out of here alive. And if you're not doing at least some basic planning, uh, you're doing a horrible disservice to your, your spouse or your children or whoever. And it's been a long time since I've mentioned this, but I can't tell you how frequently it's many times a year I'll have a friend reach out to me via text or Facebook Messenger uh, some way and say, you know, mom is not doing well she's on hospice, she's not going to make it, you know, is, can we get some life insurance for her so we can pay for her funeral? Too well, late. No, if you're in hospice, you're not going to apply for anything. Um, and, you know, well, gee, uh, my my dad just died and he didn't have a will. Is there anything that can be done? Well, no, now it's too late. So yeah. do something for your loved ones while you can. Yeah, have, set a deadline for yourself. Um, Douglas Adams once said, I love deadlines. I like the whooshing sound they make as they fly by. Mm -hmm. I had someone call yesterday saying that their young, I think his stepfather, relatively young, had a stroke, and now he's in the hospital and he can't talk anymore and can't communicate. And may no, he may never not have capacity. Right. Never had a healthcare proxy done, never had a durable power of attorney, and the doctors won't share anything with them. No. So now they're talking about having to go to court to be appointed guardian which can cost four or five thousand yeah. dollars to go to court just right. to have a guardian appointed for you right and they're coming into the office to talk about that but if he had just signed a health care proxy they could have avoided that mm -hmm. no it's uh, real important mm -hmm. um when my mother passed away uh, at the end of her life and she had a, a small stroke but she was unconscious she had a health care proxy uh, she had all her documents done um she made me do them for her mm -hmm. And I did, and I consulted with a medical committee. And then I called my brother and my sister, and they said they're recommending to discontinue life support. And I was able to sign the document to make that decision. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes it is important. So um, get your documents done, ladies and gentlemen. It, people uh, have events happen in their lives even at a young age, mm -hmm. and uh, it's necessary. Um, Helen Rowland once said, you will never win if you never begin. You'll never get your documents done if you don't make a beginning. But give Mike a call at 508-998-8800. And Simone de Beauvier once said, change your life today. Don't gamble on the future. Act now without delay. That's good advice for anything that we do in life, isn't it? I think we're all notorious procrastinators in general. Most people are. Even my uh, middle child, who does so well in school, told me the other day, I, I said, I'm so proud of you for coming home and doing all your homework right away every day. And he said, Dad, he said, I usually only do that if the assignment's due the next day and it's been, you know, out there for a week. Because I'll come home and, you know, he'll be working really hard on, on his homework and I'm so proud of him. And meanwhile, I just found out the other day that, you know, that was from an assignment that was given a week before. But he gets it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, let me say a quick word about taxes. Um, we have what's called a voluntary system of taxation in this country. Uh, when you put information on your income tax return, uh, you're supposed to do it honestly. If you don't and you get caught, um, you can be fined. You can pay huge penalties to the IRS. You could even be prosecuted if it's tax evasion involved. But it's a voluntary system. And the same thing is true when you think about estate planning, Mike, because if you end up paying estate taxes, it's because you have not done the planning to avoid paying the estate taxes. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned earlier, you're doing nothing but making the state of Massachusetts perhaps a beneficiary in your will. Mm -hmm. We can do a very quick analysis of your estate and determine whether you are possibly going to have to pay Massachusetts estate tax. We can tell you what the amount is, uh, almost right to the penny. We have a software program that does that. So be tax-wise when you're looking at your retirement assets. And it takes virtually no time whatsoever to go and do that um, analysis um, of your, um, your it's total estate taxes. 
We do so many things. Um, you know, Pete, when we talk about the financial side of what we do, um, you do a lot of analysis work for people helping them with Social Security, determining the best time to take Social Security, or should you take a withdrawal from your IRA first and let your Social Security uh, amount increase because it'll give you a better amount um, for the rest of your life, a higher amount? Yeah, once again, a case-by-case situation. If somebody's retired and, and we, again, go over their budget and income needs first uh, and you know they have a shortfall or, or a deficit every month and they need more money, then um, you know maybe they don't have a choice but to take Social Security or maybe they delayed Social Security and they have some cash that they can start spending down because a lot of people that I meet with have a large amount of cash and I say start spending down that cash first before you dip into your IRA um, or before you start collecting Social Security. So all depends, every situation is different. And just a quick reminder, you don't have to take a minimum distribution on your IRA account now until you at least reach the age of 72. There've been lots and lots of tax changes made last year. And it's, it's really important to stay current on what's happening with taxes. And that's one of the things that I personally enjoy doing. So I go to a number of tax conferences every year. I read publications. And the, the goal is to make sure that you don't pay taxes any more than you have to. So let's, let's for example, assume that you had current annual income of $80,000 and maybe taxes take up 25% of your income. That means after-tax income is $60,000. What would you need to do if you wanted to increase your spendable income, maybe by an extra $4,000 a year? Well, one thing you could do is you could switch to an investment that would provide a greater rate of return. Um, if you had savings and you're only making 1%, maybe you take part of your savings and put it someplace else. Or you could reduce your taxes from 25% to 20%. That would also make that kind of money for you. So. Being more tax-wise, um, maybe you don't take your RMD uh, if you don't have to take it yet. You know, there's all kinds of things. I mean, again, every every situation is different, but you know, there's ways to you know try to save on your estate tax for your beneficiaries when you're gone. Maybe some gifting is in order. Uh, maybe we, it, depending on the size of the estate and the situation, maybe a, a charitable remainder trust is in order. And there's so many different creative ways that we can assist people depending on, and again, it doesn't matter the size of the estate, we can assist with taxes. So I want to take a short break from taxes for a moment and talk about something that Brooke Shields once said. Oh, don't read that one. I read that one and it's like a blonde quote. Smoking kills. If you're killed, you've lost a very important part of your life. Well, our producer likes that quotations. She used a lot of hair dye. Went right to her brain. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you're right. Well, anyway, yes, as Peter said, there's many, many things you can do. Mostly you want to protect your family. And the purpose of doing a will or a trust or an estate plan is not so much to protect you. Some of the other documents, yes, but you really want to do it to protect your family and those who are coming after you. You don't want to have them incur any more costs than what they have to. Right, Mike? Right. You want things to be able to pass along uh, very cheaply. So take care of your family is the number one rule we have in this office. And I should mention, Pete, that we don't handle clients' money directly. It never goes into our account. It goes directly from company to company. Uh, I know sometimes people have asked questions about that. Sometimes checks are made out, but they're made directly to the company. Um, Other than that, they are usually direct transfers, especially when you're talking about the brokerage side, or if I open up a brokerage account um, for you, uh, or move your brokerage account over to have me uh, handle it as your advisor, uh, then it's what's called a move money authorization, and it's directly from the custodian, and they are the ones who handle your money. Here's a quick tip that I often like to use, and I probably have mentioned it before. What if you're taking required minimum distributions from your IRA account, but you don't really need the money? I have a number of people who say, I wish I didn't have to take it. I have to pay taxes on it, and I don't need the money. I'm just going to put it in a savings account. We can show you ways to multiply the value of the what you take from your required minimum distribution. And depending on the situation, again, it could be a really useful thing for you. I just did that for someone the other day, opening up a brokerage account for them. They're going to take their RMDs and uh, dump all that into a brokerage account, uh, earning more money, 
instead of just sitting there in the bank. Another possibility is depending on your health. If you're you know, a young 72 and you're healthy, maybe you put that money into a life insurance policy, as I discussed before, to at least pay for funeral and burial expense. Yep. Th- that's, these are all very important choices. We can also give you uh, any number of different pamphlets and brochures and things we have. We can give you information on uh, 10 different ways to increase Social Security benefits. Uh, we can show you ways, Peter can show you ways to reduce the amount of your fees that you have to pay. But most importantly, give us a call. Give Mike a call. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. And thank you, Mike. Thank you. And thank you, Pete. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to MoneyWise. Do remember that none of us can be an expert at everything. So let the professionals at Lance Law Inc. and USA Wealth Group help you protect your family and your financial assets. Until next Sunday, have a safe week. You've been listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, Ray Lance and Pete Lance, powered by USA Wealth Group, Inc. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. Money Wise is also online. Go to usawealthgroup.com. That's usawealthgroup.com. Firm offers insurance services. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and USA Wealth Group, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group, Inc. USA Wealth Group, Inc. has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide legal advice. Lance Law, Inc. is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group, Inc. or AE Wealth Management. A Roth conversion is a taxable event and may have several tax-related consequences. Be sure to consult with a qualified tax advisor before making any decisions regarding your IRA. This radio show is a paid placement.